are listening to the preaching podcast from the Stanton First Church of God in Stanton, Kentucky, located in the Red River Valley of the Appalachian Mountains. You will hear fervent, spirit-filled, revival preaching from the pulpit of the Stanton First Church of God. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. As we said, good morning. Good to be in the house of God. Good to see each and every one smiling faces, even though some of our smiles are hidden with grief. Some of our smiles are hiding different hurts, different pains. But we ought to be able to be able to have a smile because Jesus Christ loves us in the midst of pain, turmoil, trials, and tribulations. We all have them. We all face them. You know, this is the Advent season, and I know today's was love. But I, to be able to really know and grasp what that love is and to receive that love, we have to have, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we have to understand what peace is in the midst of that love. So today I'm going to be talking to us about peace this morning. The peace that passes all understanding. Peace that uh, sometimes when people see us in the midst of trials and storms and tribulations, they just shake their head and don't understand why we can be so calm and why we can be so... Um, stable at times of turmoil and times of trial in our life. If you take your Bibles and turn to Romans 14, we're going to read one verse there. If you'd stand with us as we read, uh, we're going to read one verse, and that verse is going to be chapter, or verse number 17. Romans 14, verse number 17. says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, we want to thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for another opportunity to gather together with God's people, with our family, Lord. And Father, we know today that we are uh, facing trials, we're facing tribulations, but God, let us enter in this moment in time right now to rest upon your peace, God, and your love that comes only from you. God, let us put aside the weightier matters that's happening in our lives, the, the physical things that's going on in our life, the emotional things that's going on in our life, and help us to receive right now what thus saith the Lord. God, let us put off this afternoon. Let us put off what's going on tonight. Let us put off what's going on this week and let us focus on the here and now. For God, right now is what's important. We don't have a promise of this afternoon. We don't have a promise of, the, of tomorrow. But what we have is right here and right now. So God, help us intently focus upon what thus saith the Lord this morning. God, use these lips. Use this body of clay as a willing vessel, Father, to deliver exactly what thus saith the Lord today. God, hide me behind your cross today. Help us, God, be exactly what you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. You know, I was, when I was thinking about this and praying about this this morning, I was wrestling through my mind about the notion of peace because uh, we, when we, what's the first thing you think of when you, when you hear the word peace? What's the first thing you think of when you hear the word peace? You think of, uh, you know, my mind went to like looking at a lake and you see a, a tranquil water that's smooth. There's no ripples. There's no effects. It's just like looking at a, a sea of glass. It's just calm. It's tranquil. It's, it's uh, nothing disturbing it, nothing causing it to, to move. So I thought, well, with that, I want to look up some definition in Webster's. 
dictionary on peace. And it said it's a state of tranquility or quiet. We live in a world today there is hardly ever any quietness. We have the noise of either our children, we have the noise of our jobs, we have the noise of the TV, we have the noise of the radio, we have the noise that sometimes just goes on inside of our mind at a constant pace. There's very little time or very little uh, space for quietness. And this morning, before you can ever have peace of God, you've got to be able to get yourself to a place where you can have quiet with God. The devil wants to confuse. The devil wants to send so much noise that we can't hear what the Spirit of God is trying to say to us. How the Spirit of God is trying to commune with us. How the Spirit of God is trying to lead us. Or how the Spirit of God is trying to, uh, to direct us or guide us. We have so much noise. There's so much thing just going on. There's no tranquility. There's no quietness because of the turmoil and the rat race that we live in today. And that's why the Bible tells us that we need to go off to a quiet place and pray. We're to have a, a, a place of prayer, a prayer closet. We're to have a place that we get alone with God and we have no noise. We have no distraction. You know, people say, and I, and I do it, and, and many do. We, we drive, we say, well, my time of prayer is when I'm driving to work or my time of prayer is when I'm driving here and I'm driving there. That's not quiet time. That's good. I want you to pray that way. We, God wants you to pray like that. But there's a time and place every day that we need to get alone with God where it's quiet and we hear nothing else. We don't hear the husband. We don't hear the wife. We don't hear the children. You may have to go and lock yourself in a closet somewhere. You may have to get up in the wee hours of the morning where everybody else is still asleep. Whatever it takes, we need to get alone to some quiet time with God. Because the devil is wanting to make so much noise that you cannot hear to be able to say, hear what God's trying to say to you so that you can have peace today. God doesn't want us to have peace with one. I mean, the devil doesn't want us to have peace with one another. The devil want us, doesn't want us to have peace with our community. The devil doesn't want us to have peace with other churches. The devil doesn't want me to have peace with my wife. The devil doesn't want me to have peace with my children. The devil's always trying to work and do things that's contrary to the peace and tranquility that God is trying to deliver to you and I. But it's up to us as men and women of God to find our place with the Lord and find our quiet time. I don't know about you, but I desire that peace that only comes from heaven. I want that peace in my life. You know, there's many times Ruby's heard me say it in him too. I just want peace. I just want peace. Well, how do I get that peace? I've got to surrender myself to that peace. I've got to be disciplined. I've got to sacrifice my time. I've got to get myself in a place where I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to that quiet place of tranquility to hear what thus saith the Lord. You know, Revelations, if you'll read it, uh, the first few chapters there, uh, the Bible, when Jesus is speaking, when John was writing down the words, he said, as the Spirit speaketh unto the churches, let them hear what the Spirit saith. We're to hear what God is trying to say to you and I. But sadly to say, we always, we're trying to put the, the words in God's mouth that we want to hear instead of what God is trying to say to us. We all want to hear what we want to hear. We all want to do what we want to do. But we've got to get to a place where we listen to the quietness of God and allow him to speak to us in a way as to lead us and to guide us. And we've got a little ways to go this morning. I know we took some time up this morning and things of service, but I pray that you'll be just bear with me and be a little patient with me this morning. I, there's some things I want to discuss and some things I want to go over with us to be able to understand what this peace is that God's trying to give us. 
in the world that you and I live in today, we should have peace. But in the midst of all the noise and confusion, it's hard to find it. Peace is not defined by our situation or by our circumstances, but it's by our state of mind. We can be in the most terrible storm in our life, but we should have peace this morning that passes all understanding. Church, I encourage you this morning, and my heart breaks for those that are hurting right now. My heart breaks for those that are getting bad news or getting bad reports. But in the midst of these bad things, I, 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 I urge you to find peace with God. There's going to be times of trouble in life. There's going to be circumstances that doesn't go your way. There's going to be things that arise and come up. But it should not affect your peace with Christ Jesus this morning. The second thing that they had in there said, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. If we are children of God, then we are to be living in such a state. How? By not living off our emotions. What's the Bible say about our emotions? They're like what? Waves of the sea. Somebody said waves. They're like the waves of the sea. Our emotions are up and down all the time, aren't they? One minute we're happy, the next minute we're sad. One minute we're getting along with one another, the next minute we're growling and fussing and grumbling, going through all kinds of states and situations. Our emotions are all over the place, but that should not affect our peace. Our emotions should not dictate our joy. Our emotions should not dictate the outcome of what we're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. Our emotions should not carry weight in our relationship with Jesus Christ. The third thing says harmony in personal relationships. Peace is harmony in personal relationships. And I looked up harmony, uh, harmony in, the, uh, in the thesaurus and it said a balanced, pleasing, or suitable arrangement of parts. If we're in harmony, there should be a balance. There should be a balance in our heart. Just, in, just like in our marriage, if there's harmony in mine and Ruby's marriage, there needs to be a balance. If there's, if, there's a, if there's harmony in your relationship with one another, there should be a balance. That means with that balance that even though everything don't go the way you like it, you don't erupt and act like a, a, a mad individual and go plumb ballistic on someone. There has to be harmony. There's a balance to our relationships. How do we get that balance? We have to have peace. How do we get peace? It's only through Jesus Christ. You can't get peace on your own. No matter how hard you try, you can't find peace. You can't buy peace. You think buying you a new car, buying a new bass boat, buying a new truck, buying a big farm, buying a new house, you think that's going to give you peace? No, it's not. It's going to give you a little bit more headache because you're going to have a lot more taxes and then you're going to have to pay a big payment. That ain't peace. Peace is knowing that if I die today that I have treated my brother and sister correctly. I have done what I'm supposed to do. I have created harmony in my life with those that are around me. I have peace with Brother Gary. Gary has peace with me. We harmonize together. We work together in unity and in unison for the kingdom of God because it's greater than you and I. It's not about what we desire. It's not about what we want, but it's to have the unity and the peace and the harmony to build up the kingdom of God, not to tear it down, but to unify it 
And in that means there's going to be discussions. There's going to be disagreements. But with that means you work in harmony with those. Some of you, who's been in here married the longest? Somebody throw me out some years. 54 years. 53. 54. <laughs> Anybody any further than 54? 56. Now you old, right? <laughs> Still kicking. If there hadn't been harmony, you wouldn't be sitting by your wife right now. It's not been peace all the time. It's not been unity all the time. There's been disruptions, but you've learned to harmonize. You've learned to come together. You learn in a relationship how to build one another up instead of tearing one another down. You become in unison. That's the same way in the kingdom of God. If you want it to last, you've got to work in harmony. And you've got to have peace. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace that only comes from heaven. The peace that only comes from God. How do we obtain that? We find the quiet time to get with God. He said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace. The kingdom of God, if we're living in the kingdom of God, do you believe you're living in the kingdom of God right now? You know, God's kingdom is not just in heaven. Yes, God's kingdom is there, but it's not just in heaven. Once you get saved, you enter into the kingdom of God right then. We are living as men and women of God today that are saved are living in the kingdom of God in the present day that we're living in. But do you have peace? Are you living in righteousness? Do you have joy? If not, you're not in the kingdom. <laughs> I can tell you how to get there this morning. It's by humbling yourself at this altar of prayer. Meaning that I have harmony, that I am tranquil, that I am quiet. That means that you can get along with me. We can work together. We're in unison with one another. It means that we're within peace. It means that I'm living in the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God, Adam Clark, and I, I, as I look through his uh, um, um, commentary on this, he had some very interesting things that he wrote down. And I'm going to read them in just a moment, but I want to read John chapter number 14, verse 17 real quickly. If you want to turn there, John 14 and 17. Oh, excuse me, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, giveth I unto you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let, you be, neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. There's a different kind of peace that we have than what the world can deliver as men and women of God. Once we enter into the kingdom living, once we become men and women of God, there is a different peace that resides in you and I that the world can't give us. Nothing can give us out here. Nothing that this world has can give us the peace that God and himself alone can give us this morning. Adam Clark wrote this as I, as I looked at this scripture and I broke it down. He said, for the kingdom of God, that holy religion God sent from heaven and which he intends to make the instrument of establishing or counterpart of the kingdom of glory among men. Is not meat and drink. He said it does not consist. It consists not in these outward and indifferent things. It neither particularly enjoins or particularly forbids such. 
And this is the part I like when he got to peace. But I want to read the righteousness. But the, I want to jump to that peace part. Righteousness, he says, pardon of sin and holiness of heart and life. Then in peace, he wrote, in the soul from a sense of God's mercy, peace regulating, ruling, and harmonizing the heart. <coughs> harmonizing the heart. And joy in the Holy Spirit, solid spiritual happiness, a joy which springs from a clear sense of God's mercy, the love God being shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Spirit and maintained there by the same influence. This is a genuine counterpart of heaven, righteousness without sin, peace without inward disturbance. Peace without inward disturbance. I don't know about you, but I want that peace. I do not like inward disturbance. Have you ever lived in a period of time in your Christian walk where it seems like there's just always something inside of you that is boiling, that has got you disturbed, and it seems like you have, you're restless and you're unsettled? That's not peace that God wants you to live in. That, that's an that's a inward disturbance that comes from the devil. He wants to keep you uh, on edge. He wants to keep you uh, dissettled. He wants to keep you uh, in turmoil all the time so that you can't find harmony and that quietness with God. Because if you can't have that quietness and harmony with God, you will not be able to have that harmony and quietness with one another. The only way that you and I can have peace with one another is if we have the peace with God. There has to be that drawing. There has to be that connection. And there has to be that emotional connection with Christ. Joy without any kind of mental agony or distressing fear. Phew. You want to get rid of mental illness? Get saved. I, I, seriously. Get a walk with God. A lot of our mental illness issues today... The doctors are hiding so many things with medication. Demon possession, it's real. It still happens. It's still there. But we want to hide it with medications. The scientists and the doctors want to label it as some kind of disease or some kind of this or some kind of that when it's actual possession of devils that takes over people's lives and cause them to act the way they act. <coughs> we, have, we have demons that are still roaming today and believe it or not, you've got some that's sitting in the midst of us right now just waiting for an open vessel to enter into at all times. That's why it is so important for you and I to have the peace of God living inside of us. Because we're susceptible. If we're apart from God, the demons, the demonic possession can enter into you and I so quickly if we don't have the protection of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you and I today. It can cause bitterness. It can cause resentment. It can cause hatred. It can cause discommunication. It can cause all kinds of things. He, the devil, he wants to dis disrupt you in every facet of your life. But praise God, we can have peace today through Jesus Christ. There is victory in Jesus Christ this morning. He gives me peace that passes all understanding. Even though the world is going to hell in a handbasket, God can give me peace through the midst of every bit of it. Knowing that I'm serving my Savior and I'm trying to take everybody around me that's with me, with me. That I'm living to the best of my ability to, to show people Jesus Christ dwelling inside of me and showing the love one to another. Church, 
The world has got enough bickering and arguing and backbiting and stabbing on the outside. It doesn't need it on the inside. And God help us to find the peace and the unity that God desires the church to have today. Not just here at Staten, but with the churches that are abroad around us. We're to be working together. I was talking to some men last night. They was talking about different things. But talking about uh, this bunch not getting along with that bunch, and that bunch not getting along with this bunch, and how it disrupts the entire area. And if we was to start working together as not only in our own church, but as working together with other churches on the outside, could you imagine what a revival would start in Powell County? I don't know about you, but I want to see the Spirit of God fall on men today. I want to see revival. I want to see people just like it was back in the olden days when you heard of great awakenings and you seen men and women falling on their face because of the misery of the lives they were living, desiring to be saved and wanting to be changed to live for a God that can give them peace. It's still here today. If you're here this morning and you're in turmoil and you're upset and there's disruption inside your mind and inside your heart, I promise you, you can find peace today in Jesus Christ. Don't just take my word for it. Ask anybody here that's a Christian. Even though they may be going through trouble sometimes, even though they may be going through some of the roughest, difficultest moments or places in their life right now, but they can still say, I have peace in Jesus Christ because He is my Savior. He is my Lord and He is my salvation. No matter what's going on in life. He is my refuge. And he is my strength. Galatians, if you'll turn there with me, 5, 22 through 26. Talks about some things. Talks about peace. It talks about the, what a, a child of God is to, to possess inside of them. You know, before that, it talks about uh, all the things that's not a child of God. It talk, well, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. In, in Galatians 5 and uh, uh, verse 19, it talks about, Now the works of the flesh are manifested in, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seductions, heresies, Envies, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, they that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This morning, if you're at the sound of my voice and you're calling yourself a Christian, this should be a representation of who you are. The things that I'm reading off right now, but sadly too often we see as we read off, we can describe a lot of Christians over here in the first part with the revelings and the idolatry and with the strife and with the hatred and all these things. It should, be, it should not be said of a man and a woman of God. The things that should be of you and I is but the period of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and goodness and meekness and faith. What is long-suffering? We get along with one another. 
even though sometimes we don't agree with everything that you say, everything that you do, but I love you. I'm long-suffering. I don't give up on you. Same thing with the men and women that I hear our families that's lost. We're long-suffering towards them. We want to see them saved, even though they may be living like devils, even though they may be treating you like a devil, even though they may be disrespecting you, doing whatever unto you, but you're long-suffering unto them. Why? Because you've received the Spirit of God. When you get saved, you're a different person. The old man dies. And behold, a new man liveth. You're no longer who you used to be. You start treating people the way God wants you to treat people. You start acting the way God wants you to act. You start speaking the way God wants you to speak. You change your lifestyle. You change your attitude. Everything about you changes, not because you start making the change, but the Holy Spirit starts welling up inside of you, and that peace starts coming in. And when that peace starts coming in, it can't help but come out. <laughs> you don't have to manifest it because it starts living and breathing and, and growing inside of you. I surrendered to God. The Holy Spirit started infilling me. And when the Holy Spirit started infilling me, new things started coming out of me. New attitudes started coming out of me. New words started coming out of my mouth that I never said before. I love people that I never loved before. And it's easy to love those that love you, but it's so much harder to love those that hate you. But I find the ability to be able to love those that hate me now. Why? Because I've received the spirit of holiness. I've received the spirit of happiness. I've received the spirit of long-suffering. I've received the spirit of peace. That passes all understanding. Church this morning, I, I love that we gather together on Sundays. I love that we gather together on Wednesday. That's great. We're family. We should love one another. We should hold one another. When we're hurting, we should hurt with them. When we're happy, we should be happy with them. I love that we're doing this. I love that we gather together and learn together from the Spirit of God. But listen, this is only a fraction of what we need to be doing. Things like we've done last night, opening up ourselves and saying, hey, here, here we are, use us. Not just last night, but we've got to get even further into the community than what we've ever begun to do. We've got to serve. We've got to be servants, and we've got to be willing servants. You know, the Bible talks about a cheerful giver, and he's talking about bringing into the storehouse with your tithing and your offering, but it goes much further than that. Being a cheerful, cheerful giver is that I'm willing to give of myself sacrificially of my time to serve my community, to serve my friends, to serve my enemies, to serve those that are around me. I am willing to surrender it all to be able to see someone saved. No matter what the cost, no matter how much the time, no matter how much the effort. Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How can we enjoy this peace with God if we do not have peace with our brother? How can we have peace with God when we can't have any peace with ourselves or others around us? We can't. We've got to have peace. Love and all these things is greatly important, but I think peace is probably one of the first things when we get saved that settles into us. Why? Because when we get saved, we have the peace of knowing that we're saved. We're redeemed. We're no longer going to hell. That 
peace settles into us and lets us know we're no longer a sinner. We're no longer living in sin by the grace and the help of God. I'm going to look at Matthew. Turn there with me if you would please. Matthew chapter number 5. And I'm hurrying. I know we got big plans this evening, big plans this afternoon, but I tell you what, we may not make it then. You never know. That's, that's encouraging to you, ain't it? <laughs> Matthew 5, 23 through 24. Therefore, if you bring thy gift to the altar and thou rememberest thy brother hath an ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first and be reconciled with thy brother. If I don't have peace with my brother, it don't do me a bit of God to have prayer with God. A bit of good. If I don't have peace with my brother, how, how's it going to affect me with my relationship with God? It's going to affect it a lot, ain't it? It's going to affect it a lot. If I can't get along with you, if, we ha if I can't get along with you that I do see, how am I going to get along with God that I don't see? Why is that? You're made in God's image, right? We're made in the image of God. We're to love one another. We're to have love. We're to have peace. We're to have all these things. How can I have a relationship with God if I can't have a relationship with you? How can I have, a, how can I have peace with God if I can't have peace with my brother or sister? Peace is so vital this morning. Not only in our state of mind, but in our relationships. Not only in our relationship with God, but in our relationships with one another. We must have this peace. Psalms 133 and 1. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. That's in the NIV. And in Amos 3 and 3 in the NLV, NLT, says, Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? Ephesians 4 and 4 in the message version says, You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. Stay together, both outwardly, and this is uh, it's the reason I wanted to use this scripture from this message, not only outwardly, but inwardly. We're not only to travel outwardly. We're not only to work together outwardly. We're not only to do all these things on an outwardly thing. We don't, in other words, you're not supposed to have just the appearance. You're supposed to inwardly be willing to do so. Peace. Peace. John, 1 John 1, 6-7 says this in, in the English Standard Version. If we say that we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. Praise the Lord this morning. Peace. Love is great and is grand and is so very vital. But if we don't have peace, it will affect our love. Church, this morning, I want to ask you a question. Do you have peace right now? Do you have true, sincere peace today? If you do, it should show not only Inwardly, but outwardly. If you're walking and thriving in Jesus Christ this morning, then your peace should not only be with God, but it should be with one another.
Church, I want to see Powell County change. I want to see my friends and my family saved and living for God. But it's going to take you and I getting on the same plane, getting on the same level, having the same mind, having the same walk, having the same desire, having the same peace and the same unity each and every single day in every aspect of our Christian life. It's not going to happen until we get there. Hey friend, thanks again for listening. I hope this message was a blessing to you. For more information about our church, go to our website at www.stantonfcog.com. You can also join us on Facebook at Stanton First Church of God. If this message helped you in any way, hit the share button below. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, God loves you, and so do I.